You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Moracle. With me, as always, the Rex and Garrus to my shepherd, Sean Keller. Hey, what's up, Joe? And Mike Pareto. Shepherd. This is A Little Nonsense. of superhero movies, capes are coming back into fashion in a big bad way. You can find the right cape for you at Joffrey's Cape Emporium. <laughs> Let's look at some of Joffrey's more exciting capes. Like this red one. Mmm. Yeah. That's a classic look right there. Ooh, and the gold trim is nice on this blue one. So silky. This one's both soft and strong, and I've always looked good in green. Yep, these sure are some amazing capes. No matter what color best suits you, you can find a cape that will flatter your natural beauty at Joffrey's Cape Emporium. Joffrey also sells handguns and ammunition. <laughs> Wonderful. I wonder where Joffrey makes most of his income. I mean, capes. Probably, yeah, clearly capes. Oh, it's capes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, you'd just call it, like, Joffrey's guns. Yeah. Plaid capes. Mike, how was your holiday party? Uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty solid. Uh, we went to a uh, country club. Uh, a pretty high-end place I've never been to. Wait, did, and, you, did uh, you work today? Yeah, I did. Of course I did, yeah. Because I, 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 well, I, I feel worked. like you were... I worked most of the day. I worked until three o'clock, and then we had this. But then I feel uh, like you were suddenly at a country club after that. Did you not have to like drive to it? No, I just I just left. No, much for teleportation. Than I have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see. Yeah, it was only the place is only like six minutes away from my office. There it is. Okay, yeah. that makes much more sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and they had uh, it was an open bar. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, a guy a guy almost choked to death. Um. So that was cool because because, because you were choking him. him or? <laughs> so I know I went to the bathroom and uh, my the the fucking chief investment officer walks into the bathroom and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And, and we had <laughs> and we had a brief conversation. We walked out together. We're heading back toward the uh, toward the banquet hall, and suddenly this guy runs out, flanked by two women. And he's choking <laughs> oh, <laughs> into shit. the bar. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, so that happened and was really weird and kind of ruined the entire night. And I'm still sad oh, about no. it. Yeah, people almost die tends to die ruin a party. <laughs> <laughs> you, either have to, you either have to not come close to death at all or die. You can't have yeah, this yeah. middle ground <laughs> bullshit. It was just really weird because you could see like how many people gave a shit. You know, like it, it, it's one of those things. Was where it a you, sad you, number? 
It was a very sad number. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was like eight people. Um, out of I didn't have it. I didn't have a choice out of like five hundred. I don't oh, know. Oh, good it was God! Really, There's a lot, but I can't say all of wow. them noticed because most of them were deep in the room, you know, with the, yeah. the shit that was going on in there. But and choking's um, not a very loud way to die. No, it's no. not. And he didn't. He didn't actually die. I have to point that out. Too. Right, was, the party would have been. Yeah, uh, choking's got to be one of the least loud ways to die. Yeah, well, with, hopefully, with your whole airway I mean, obstructed there. If you're actually choking, you don't make any noise at all. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where uh, the noise comes out. Right. <laughs> uh, so that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. I, what was he choking on? Dick. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I maybe it's probably a, like dick. a piece of. It might have been a, like a shrimp. Or, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. Mm, I'm not, I can't make a comment on that. I don't know how many people I work with listen to this. Probably, <laughs> probably none. Probably none. But I did for the first time plug it today, so... Perhaps he was choking on his aspirations. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the worst line <laughs> in any Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> McClunky! McClunky! <laughs> who the fuck has been writing Darth Vader's lines? They have a special guy who comes in to just to write Vader's and lines. When, <laughs> and when Sean says special, he means that the writer suffers <laughs> from no, no, no. mental disabilities. Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne, we got a Looking Vader line. Get in here. Writers <laughs> knowledgeable of every cliche. <laughs> I got it. You see, here it's some vaudevillian guy. He's like, ah, I see. I see. He's got to choke him. You see, and while he's choking him, he says, uh, "Careful not to choke on your aspirations." And he uh, ashes a cigar. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, God, that awful. almost ruined that whole movie for me. <laughs> I'm not even it's kidding. It's such a great uh, scene, actually, too. It's like... Between, between him and uh, Forrest Whitaker, I, that almost ruined the <gasps> entire movie for me. Forrest Whitaker! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just... It's sad because... He sounds because like he's choking on aspirations. <laughs> it's sad because he was good as Saw Gerrera in the Clone Wars cartoon... And yeah, what happened? He also <laughs> appears in uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order as Saw Gerrera. You know, Spoiler before alert, the, Joe, you son of a bitch. Before the Hoover vacuum is attached to his face and body, so he's he's a badass in both of those, and and uh, he's just some depressing cyborg that uh, just chews scenery in Rogue One. Do they send you to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> Most of Rogue One is pretty joyless. Can we admit that? It's it's pretty it's pretty sullen. Sure. I actually fucking love Rogue One. I, I I it's my favorite Star Wars movie since Empire. Not even kidding. Yeah. By far. Like by leaps and bounds over Mike any... famously has never seen Return of the Jedi. <laughs> no, Return, Return of the Jedi is fucking bad. I'm sorry, it's not a great movie. It's terrible. I, I disagree. I think if you remove every single scene that takes place on the forest moon of Endor, it's, then a, it's, not ser- terrible. it's a serviceable yeah, movie. It's not sure. terrible. A lot of Tatooine is pretty shitty too, but... Yeah, if the, if the whole movie just took place in the Emperor's throne room, then I think you've got a solid movie. Yeah, I, I agree with that, except that's not what happened, so... <laughs> it should go directly well, got- from Jabba's palace to the Emperor's throne room, and, you know, you've got a really great, like, 20-minute movie there. 
Yeah, well, with the space battle and you know, that's, you, have have the one, you have to have the there. one scene on home one where they're like, ah, shah, rah, 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 shah, rah, rah, you know, and that, that all that shit happens mm. on the bridge. Many Bothans dying. It's terrible. I, I mean, Rogue One is an amazing movie just for the Vader fight at the end alone. Yes. Uh, yes. And every scene involving Chirrut. Sure. Yeah. He's he's awesome and very yeah. dead. God damn well, it. Yeah. yeah. But but they are doing that Rogue One series to take it's a prequel, so maybe. Be funny yeah. if they start the start the show and Chirrut's dead and it just says, Fuck you, Mike. Did yeah, they so did funny? They, did they have to kill all of those guys? Like they did. They, yeah. They no, couldn't no, no, they, they could didn't. they couldn't have come up with like a singular good reason to have one of them like go in hiding or be captured or you know like they couldn't think of a single reason to keep one of them alive i mean i mean i guess i guess they could have they they absolutely could have if you think about who the movies focus on you know if if you treated rogue one as just another one of the ships out there they never have to be seen or referenced there's a lot of people involved in the rebellion Except for what they yeah. did during Rogue One, not that important. Not like Mon Mothma. Yeah, I'm kind of not excited about the Rogue One uh, series, the the TV show. Well, I can't the, get excited about prequels ever. It, well, I just I, can't. I, I think I'm getting finally to that point where I'm like, give me what happens next. Like I, this, all this stuff that already happened. I okay, they go out and have a sandwich while the really fun, yeah, cool stuff's happening. Know, I don't want to know the know. end, but I, it, yeah, it, they it, they it's... either have to go to what's next or go so far forward that it can't possibly be connected, to... or so far back. If they went and did old Republic shit, the well, thousands that, of years. That's what ago. I meant by forward, but I used oh, the I'm wrong sorry. word. Yes, yes. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it, it's so far separated by time that it's a completely different story. You know, somebody would still try to shoehorn in a fucking nod to something from, you know, the fucking nanology. Yeah. I mean, I hope not, but you know they would. Eh, they eh? will. You got you got Master Vandar and Coder, which is kind of a reference to Yoda, right? I mean, for sure. Yeah, and but so far really. as he's of that species. <laughs> I mean, it's the same species. Yeah, it's the same species. Not really that. that there, are, uh, there are a lot of humans in Coder as well. Are they are they references to Luke Skywalker? Well, before that, you had you, you had only fucking ever, idiot. You had only ever seen Yoda and and Yaddle. So you, you had two members of that species that existed. So, so so an additional one really isn't all that strange. You know what, Joe. Listen, all I'm saying, Mike, is you're dumb. And you should feel dumb. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You know what's uh, right. frustrating oh, as hell is Master Oteg in the Old Republic, the MMO, how just his voice and how he speaks is atrocious. I, I don't remember. So he's uh he's like the guy in charge of one of the flashpoints. Oh, oh right, he's uh, he he doesn't uh, he's he's a member of Yoda's species. Yes, and he does not use the same syntax. Diction. No, yeah, or syntax. Sorry, yes. And he doesn't, and and his voice is almost cartoony. I, I'm, How do you fuck that up? It's so I, I easy. No, it's so easy. 
And the writing is mostly good in that game. So I, whoever whoever that guy was who wrote that shit, he he should be fired if he hasn't. The voice been. actor Hard was just shot. like sick that day, and it was it was like a janitor that was like, I could do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yo, I'm Master Vandar. <laughs> Oteg. Yeah, Oteg. And, yeah, and you're gonna I'm have O-tag. to raise your voice like three octaves. <laughs> Um, Hello, okay. my friend. It's time to attack the ship. It's really wow. very atrocious. All right, let's start the show. All right. Tonight, for our segment, gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. So after the ad, we're going to do a spoiler alert, but uh, just keep in mind, listeners, if you haven't seen the movie yet, after the ad, uh, we're going to give you a time code to jump to so you can fast forward. Uh, This segment on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, is brought to us by... Robert Downey Jr. just wrapped up his decade-long run as one of the coolest superheroes in cinematic history. He's made almost as much money as his character, Tony Stark, and he's now an A-list actor who can do pretty much any project he wants. That's why next weekend, it's Doolittle. That's <laughs> true. A movie whose actual trailer starts with, from the producers of Alice in Wonderland and Maleficent. <laughs> That's not a good start. Doolittle is a film with a budget of $175 million. And it's had three different directors. That bodes well. Oh, God. (laughs) It's been 20 years since Eddie Murphy's comedic take on this iconic character. Now, in this version, Robert Downey Jr. is playing it straight? Like, like, wait, is this movie about talking animals a drama? (laughs) Wait, why is he doing an accent again? Who told Robert Downey Jr. he was even halfway decent at doing accents? I mean, have you guys seen Sherlock... I mean, what is up with that? Oh, whatever. This thing will probably <laughs> still make a bajillion dollars because the world is just a just a horrible, terrible... Wait, what's that? This movie is coming out the same weekend as Bad Boys for Life? Oh, man, this thing is fucked. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is Doolittle. This time, it's a white guy. <laughs> Back to you, Joe. The only white guy who's successfully pulled off blackface. <laughs> That's right. Without any criticism at all, <laughs> as far with, as I recall. Zero blowback. Yeah, none. Yeah. I dare him yeah. to try it now. <laughs> not, in, not in a movie, though. Just walking down the street. All right, this is your official spoiler warning. We're about to talk about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, and we will not refrain from saying... Whatever the fuck comes to our mind. So this is spoiler laden. If you don't want it spoiled for you, jump ahead to 4336. And and you can resume listening to the show there. We're going to give you a brief pause. So just stalling and we're talking. Now that we're protected by ample spoiler warnings... Uh, and real quick, let's just uh, recap shot for shot all previous eight movies. All uh, right, Sean, go. <laughs> Welcome aboard, ambassadors. As you know, our brocade is perfectly regal. <laughs> hey, yeah, you actually could do that. I could. Uh, it, if would we take, two it would hours. take over an hour, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, with no laughter, it would be like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, there will be no laughter, I guarantee I, you. I timed it at yeah, the I'm library just show. Mute. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you two were itching pretty bad to chat, so I am just arbitrarily going to throw to Sean first. Oh, boy. Sean, all why right. don't you get us started? Um. All right, so I uh did not like the movie and it's it's tough because you know i was talking to my beautiful wife about it and she said well you know as a standalone movie and i was like i'm gonna stop you right there because i don't feel like it is accurate to judge these films as a standalone movie like i feel like you need to consider them in the context of a nine-part saga so I, I'm incapable of just saying, I'm going to look at this as a standalone. Um, so the reason that I did not like this movie, or the main reason I feel like, is because of The Last Jedi. This movie did something I didn't think was possible, which is make me hate The Last Jedi even more than I already did. <laughs> I feel like J.J. was in such a tough spot due to what Ryan sure. Johnson did in episode eight that, you know, I, I hear a lot of people my wife, my brother saying, well, he did the best he could have done. And like, I don't think that's a viable excuse for uh, the culmination of the star Wars saga. <laughs> like, how did we get to this point? How did we get to the point in this sequel trilogy where we're like trying to make excuses for why it's okay. The movie was not very good. You know, it's like, it's, I, it's are, are you going to just filibuster? And let <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jesus. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. I, I really liked it a lot. Mm. Um, and I, I am going to say that a big part of it is because J.J. Abrams retconned all of The Last Jedi within like the first 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. And I do believe that he did the best he could have done with the garbage that he was handled story-wise... He he had to complete. He basically had to turn around a freight train that was that was directed that redirected at some point by Ryan Johnson, and make something decent out of it. Now I don't I don't love where it ended up, but I really think it was the best we could have gotten. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're I talking really about we're talking about the ending of the Skywalker saga, and you throw in the caveat. I don't love where it ended. Like that's the most important part of this movie is where this story I, I ends also up. Don't, I also don't hate where it ended up. I think that the problem was the existence of this sequel trilogy at all. I agree I, at this point. I, I think agree. it, yeah. I think that it, we had to accept from day one that that inval immediately invalidated the accomplishments of our heroes in, in the first six movies. So if you, if you can't accept that, then you just, you can't accept any of the sequel trilogy. So if we're going to go that route, that's a different story. I really think it was a very entertaining movie, um, and as a Star Wars movie, I think it succeeded. And I, I was, I, 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 it tugged on the heartstrings a number of times for me. Uh, I thought it was well acted. I thought it was well directed, um, and just and just a lot of fun for I'm, me, even I, as a Star Wars fan. I'm sorry, I have to clarify something you just said. Did you did you just say that? In order to enjoy the sequel trilogy, you need to have the mindset that it is taking away everything that the first six movies did. I'm saying that there is there is no way to view if 
you have if you have to view all nine movies holistically, then the entire sequel trilogy just by default invalidates the first six movies. So That's if you're going problem. to acknowledge <laughs> That's an enormous problem. Yeah, but it's I been think, a problem since uh, The exactly. Force Awakens. It has this is not a new problem. And also, I'm sorry, but it's canon and we have to we have to deal with what we have. I can't just say that they don't exist and therefore uh, because they invalidate the original trilogy, they're just bad movies. No, we have a new Star Wars now. It is what it is. Yeah. And and I really think that uh, that it was a course correction that needed to happen. And I, I really think I I think JJ did the best he could, Sean, with what he was given. <laughs> that is such and a I think that is a perfectly review. I think that is a perfectly legitimate argument. Uh, why don't we Why don't we ask Joe? Joe how he yes, felt about Joe. It? Well, uh, I am, I, I'm about in the middle of the two of you. I liked a lot of the movie, not all of it. My, my critique is more granular. I had, I had issues with the pacing of much of the movie. You know, yeah. I, I wonder if there is any previous Star Wars movie where they went to more planets in less <laughs> amount of time. Definitely not. Because they would they would just show up on a planet and then immediately leave it, pretty much. Yeah, it seemed like J.J. tried to make his episode eight and nine in this one movie. <laughs> I, think that's I think that's exactly what that's he was that's doing. That's exactly what it felt like. It felt like two movies crammed into one. Right. And two-in-one shampoo and conditioner doesn't work. It doesn't work <laughs> in movies either. And it should have been, it, it, if not three hours, then it should have been two movies. Mm -hmm. For sure. So pacing issues were, were probably the biggest uh, non-story thorn in my side. Do you know what do you know what I was thinking as I left the theater though? It was uh man, Finn never got to say shit. Yeah. There but, was a there was just yeah. there was a huge there was a huge Chekhov's gun. Yeah, where he wanted to tell Ray something. That's right, yeah. And he, he never fucking did. But we were assuming you just have to guess. He was he was he was either gonna tell her one of two things though, right? He was either gonna tell her I love you or hey, I'm force sensitive now. Right? Hey, I've gotta take a shit. And either of those would have been great just to have the resolution of, oh, that's what he wanted to say. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that the I, It's I, it's just a big it's just a big fucking hanging chad. I do think if he it's weird to me because I don't I, I don't think I would have liked it if you would have said, Ray, I love you. Like, I, I guess I would have gotten no. it. But the option yeah. the option of Ray, I'm force sensitive doesn't work as they're like sinking in the quicksand. It's like, wait, I had never meant to. What were you going to tell me back there? Oh, just that I'm force sensitive. Like, that's a weird thing to say to someone as you're dying. <laughs> or if you yeah, think you're going to die. I, it, not something that bothered me. I, I'm kind of okay with unanswered questions, um, which is why I enjoy Lost so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got a lot of unanswered questions there. Most it's of weird. Them. Yeah. Did you lose your train of thought? I did. I completely lost my train of thought. Maybe JJ can step in and try to help find it again. I mean, that would be in a, great. In a really convoluted way. <laughs> I mean, I've really uh, Rian Johnsoned up my thoughts. So <laughs> if anyone's going to be able to sort what I, you know, the, the train of thought I had going. It's going to be J.J. Abrams because he did do the best he could, Sean, with what he had. 
That's like something that like Ted Bundy's mom would say. <laughs> we raised him. We we tried our best. We just uh, you know, we we did the I best just, we could. Think about what think about what he had to deal with. So his entire original idea was thrown out the window. I, by I and Johnson, and then and then uh, Carrie Fisher died. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. It was a disaster going into this movie. I don't blame J.J. for either of those things happening. I mean, maybe Carrie's dead. You don't blame him for <laughs> Carrie. But I don't blame J.J. I don't have any ill will towards J.J. I, I just think this movie like solidified for me the complete and utter failure of Disney in creating these three movies. Like, I, I just, this movie, I, when I left The Last Jedi, I was, like, devastated. Like, I was so angry and sad and felt really strongly about that movie. When I left this one... I didn't feel as strongly. I was more like in the, in the, it was like acceptance. I was like, well, this solidifies that uh, this was a failed experiment and that this whole thing. I mean, did not I had work. a similar experience, except that I came out of this one actually enjoying it and I came out of The Last Jedi not enjoying it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that, that is the major change for me as well. I didn't come out hating, you know, the universe and myself, at least not any more than usual. <laughs> And that was a welcome that was a welcome change of pace. Not hating the world after watching a Star Wars movie, which is, you know, at least traditionally something I've always enjoyed. Yeah. The the ending of this movie, the the, the third act, the way that they chose to stick the landing is what bothered me the most about this movie and maybe even the sequel trilogy as a whole. I, what what in particular? Break it down. Well, there's a few things. So there's number one the whole I am every Jedi, I am Iron Man endgame parallel there. Like, I don't care if they shot that two years before Endgame came out. You go and reshoot it because Endgame did that first. And when Ray said that cheesy I am all Jedi, that was like, no, that's 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 the dumbest thing. And it did not resonate at all with me. It wasn't nearly as powerful as Tony Stark's version of it that happened earlier this year. So that was well, dumb. I didn't make I didn't make that connection. Neither at all. did I, but Oh uh, yeah, no, that's the only thing I could think about. So then the also you've got the Emperor who is, you know, apparently the guy who was pulling the strings on all nine movies, and he is defeated because he doesn't stop shooting lightning and and he's defeated by the letter X. Like Ray is like I, I can use two lightsabers to to do the letter X, and then all of the Jedi come into me, and that's how the like what what in the well, world is happening, and why why we, are all we've these- seen that we've seen that Sidious is he has a problem with that because he did that in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith too. Uh huh. <sighs> Uh, I was, he just can't stop so with if, the lightning. If what we learned is that if Mace Windu had a second lightsaber, right. and <laughs> made the letter exploded. X, yeah. that would have been the end. Yeah, that would have been the end, and we would have only had the three movies. Why? Why are all of Why are all of the Jedi stepping in to help Palpatine's granddaughter, but none of them stepped in to to help Ben? Like. What? What? Why? Why are I don't understand? Like, the the end of the Skywalker saga is that a Palpatine is the one left standing. That is the end of the entire. the The point of the Skywalker saga was that all of the actual Skywalkers die, and and, and, well, and no, I I think you're missing <laughs> the point there big time because she first of all it it's kind of important that she takes the name Skywalker, and it's it's equally important that she's a Palpatine who does it. 
it, it, it shows you not the, the idea that Rian Johnson brought up that, you know, it doesn't matter who she is is kind of extended to this movie only in the sense that you're right. It doesn't matter. In fact, she is the descendant of the most evil person in the galaxy. Yeah. And, and, and still takes the mantle of Skywalker. I think that's incredibly important. I, I don't this think it's it stupid powerful. at all. It's a powerful choice. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> okay. I, I just, it seems like someone who's playing Star Wars in their backyard, who's like, yeah, um, I'm a Skywalker, and I get the Millennium Falcon, and I get Luke's X-Wing, and I get everyone's lightsabers, and I can do every Jedi power, and I can, I have the Force, and I have all the Jedi. It's like, what? What are we talking about? What? what? Well, at this point, at this point, though, <laughs> I think it's actually safe to say that she's had more on-trained filming, or uh, more on-film training now than Luke did. I don't. I don't so care I about that, her training. That I, argument is kind of. I just and we know that she's she has uh, the power of a Palpatine. Uh-huh. You know, I think those two things together kind of start to explain why she's so strong. Mm-hmm. Why does she have BB-8 at the end of the movie? That, I don't care. I don't know. I don't pose the- <laughs> droid. It doesn't make any sense. And why is she burying these lightsabers on Tatooine, a place where Skywalkers have only felt like misery and torment? Okay, that. That was pretty pretty weird. That was an interesting choice. They just wanted but, to do the uh, twin sunsets, which Ryan Johnson already wasted in the Last Jedi. He did that moment already. What what uh, what planet would you have buried the lightsabers on? I wouldn't have fucking buried them. What what was the point of well, that? Well, that's not the question. The question is, where <laughs> would you have buried them? You have to bury them because I said so. So now choose a planet. I uh, probably Octo. Uh, no, really? No, what? The, uh, maybe, side the side of the first Jedi temple? I don't know. Maybe maybe Dagobah for Luke. I, I thought Dagobah for a second, and then I thought Alderaan for a second, but that's not going to work. <laughs> Alderaan's gone, yeah. Exactly. Cloud, well, Cloud on, City, how sweet, how sweet was it that uh, Ray had a fucking yellow lightsaber? Come on. I know it's a little thing, but I thought that was awesome. Yeah, the visual of it was cool. I thought it was awesome. It was cool. I Let me ask you something. How do you, after three movies... Can you can you like describe Ray's character? <laughs> well, I I can tell you that in in a similar way to Luke in the original trilogy, she doesn't have that much personality. Um, she, she certainly she certainly seems more uh, passionate in a lot of ways. She's um, she's very much for the bulk of the movies defined by her abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd say that is almost re- replacing a personality. But I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think that. I, th- I think a lot of the characters were unfortunately underdeveloped. But yes, I I could say it, the same it was thing. not a unique problem to Ray. Yeah, I I don't think that. For example, Hayden Christensen had very much personality either in the uh, prequel trilogy. Anyone who's saying that this movie is worse than, I'm sorry, any of the prequels is out of their fucking minds. Because I, they- I saw a comment on Reddit that said, The Rise of Skywalker makes The Phantom Menace look like it should have won an Oscar. And I just started <laughs> laughing my ass off. Seriously, when was the last time? I, I feel like these people just have a bone to pick with Disney in a lot of cases because there is no fucking way if you've even if you've seen that movie in the last year oh my god i mean it's horrible the acting is horrible 
the all of the writing is terrible. I think there's a disconnect. It's a, it's a there, piece of garbage movie so, there, compared to this movie. There's something I struggle with, which I think we've talked about before, but like, I think the people who say comments like that, they're thinking more along the lines of the story and what happened in the story and did it, you know, ruin Star Wars for me or did it go in a direction that I feel like is not correct with the way the characters have been established, things like that. Whereas, Mike, you're you're talking about a movie being technically sound and the acting and the directing you know, they're saying when you saw the Phantom Menace, you didn't think it completely derailed the shit out of the Star Wars <laughs> I, universe. Exactly, I you did dumb too. Dumb fuck. <laughs> I don't want to go that I far. Think but I think you're looking at the past through rose-colored glasses. Absolutely. Remember See, midichlorians. That movie, remember that movie broke Gungans. My heart. Yeah, and fucking oh, Anakin as a little kid. I mean, just like. Hit the let's, nose. Let's emasculate <laughs> the, the the greatest villain of all time. Let's just completely turn him into a whiny little bitch. The point I was making is that there's no one arguing that the sequel trilogy isn't the most competent filmmaking of the entire saga. As far as the acting, the directing, the cinematography, the sound, like it's I, it's easily I, the I most disagree. competent. No, I mean I I think what? you're I think you're wrong because the. <laughs> Look at the reviews for The Last Jedi, for example. Uh, glowing reviews, right? For right. those re- for those reasons. Yes. And then for this movie, there, I think that most of the critics were just like fr- literally scared of the fans to the point where they didn't want to do anything too good or too bad in their reviews uh, for fear of the backlash. And I, probably for good reason, honestly. Yes, because we're if, very scary. If they if they were reviewing <laughs> it on the same criteria only as the Last Jedi, I think it would have. I think it would have probably done better. I think it would have gotten somewhere in the seven, six, seven out of ten stars on average type reviews. I don't think that. I don't think it deserves to be reviewed in the same bracket as Attack of the Clones. I mean, really. Yeah, no, I mean you're you're right. You're you're definitely it's right ridiculous. about that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think this so much. It's like it's like going to a trial for a famous person who's charged with murder and trying to get a jury that's unbiased. It's impartially. impossible. <laughs> These, this, this movie was definitely better than the prequels. Definitely better. I, I the, like I said, my biggest my biggest hatred for this movie is why it needed to do what it did. Like the emperor coming back, JJ and Kathleen Kennedy can talk all they want to about. Yeah, it was our plan from the beginning. Of course, we were going to bring the emperor back. But then you look at an interview from Ian McDermott. That's like, well, I was very surprised a year ago when they called me and said, do you want to be in the rise of Skywalker? It's like, no, they, the only reason they brought him back was because Snoke was killed off in the last Jedi. Yes. But, but you're complaining about the last (laughs) Jedi again. Of That's course, what you're complaining about. I, no, but but not I'm this sorry, movie. But I'm, I'm talking about the sequel trilogy as a whole. And and this movie had to do what it did because of The Last Jedi. And that's yes, why yes. I did not like this movie. I think I can review them as like, this is the culmination of this trilogy and what that I think means. It's fair, yeah, I think it's fair to say that you just probably didn't want the sequel trilogy to exist at all. That's what I felt after I left the theater after this one was, man, I, I, I wish that didn't even happen. I think it's fair to say that Sean hates Star Wars. <laughs> I think so too. No, I think point. I think after The Force Awakens, I was so hopeful. I was like, okay, Star Wars is back, and like, let's see where this goes. And going into The Last Jedi, my expectations were so sky high, and then I was so let For down. Sure. I was so let down after eight, and then just, after this uh, movie, I'm just know. like, I wish that they wouldn't have done these. They they went ahead and they destroyed 
the characters from the original trilogy. They turned Han back into a smuggler who left Leia. They turned Luke into someone who had abandoned his friends and disconnected from the Force and almost killed his nephew. Like, they, they tarnished the entire legacy of the first six films, or at least three of the first six. And for what? Like... I just think it's. I don't well, know. You don't I think have it's a to, failed experiment. You don't have to convince me that they probably. From day one, I've wanted them to do a, a brand new story. I, I think they yeah. should have gone a completely different direction and done something in the old Republic or just uh, you know a different a different timeline or at least a different set of characters entirely. You know, I which is why the I think the Mandalorian works so well for me is that it's completely divorced from the Skywalker saga. You know, yeah, mostly. At least in terms of uh, characters and storylines, if not timeline. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the timeline's right in there, but... It's right in there. But the choices yeah. for this new timeline, just like, there's the First Order, and it's exactly like the Empire, and there's an Emperor guy, but he's not the Emperor. It's, it's just like they mirrored everything so closely. Well, yeah, the, so <laughs> The Force Awakens... Yes, that's part of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. I, I think it's because they wanted... They they wanted to play it safe and they wanted to yeah they they knew that everybody was gonna see these movies anyway well I guess that kind of defeats the purpose of my right I was point. gonna say like why do you why do you have a bunch um, of stormtroopers well, running maybe, around after the fall of the empire and return of the Jedi it's like there's a status quo now it's we're right back to where well, we were I, yeah I mean I was expecting for a sequel trilogy to see the kinds of things we're seeing in the Mandalorian where you have a splintered empire and you've got these warlords competing for territory and shit like mm-hmm. that totally if they're gonna do a sequel trilogy that would have been pretty cool you know to do it that way instead sure. of just having them all having them all consolidated again under some have, new have you know bad power guy. reversed where the the what remains of the empire is the uh, fractured rebel group. And the New Republic is the force in the galaxy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I do want to say, I know this is really a hard left turn here, giving whiplash for the conversation. But I, before I forget, I did like a number of things in The Rise of Skywalker. I thought that Lando, every scene he was in was great. Billy Dee Williams was having a ton of fun. I felt like the scene between Han and Ben... That that was the one scene in the movie that really made me feel anything. <laughs> that oh, was yeah, like, I love I loved that. That was a great, that was a powerful moment. And I I agree, Billy D. Williams. He he was Lando again. I I was worried that he would seem you know kind of just crotchety, but I, I thought he did. I thought he did a great job. I thought he was a little bit underused. I think he could have been in the movie more. Yeah, but uh, I thought he was great. I enjoyed how uh, in The Last Jedi, you know, General Leia sends out a signal to the whole rest of the galaxy to come help, and nobody comes help. And then Lando gets the Falcon for one afternoon. Right. And gathers everybody. <laughs> he's just that, he's that charming. Yeah. That guy. That actually, uh, we're, that we're, fixed, we're putting the posse together. <laughs> that fixed a major problem that I had with the previous film, too, was that, uh, you know, all, and not just not just The Last Jedi, but The Force Awakens also. It's like there are so many planets out there with their right. own... You know, militaries. The, yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, these were mostly civilian ships, I think. But mm-hmm. still, I, I thought that was that was great. I also want to point out that a lot of the things people are complaining about in this uh, plot-wise in this movie are things that were like almost lifted directly from, or at least heavily influenced by expanded universe stuff that we all love. You know, I like like Dark Empire was a huge influence for sure on this movie. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm. 
And then you've got, I, I see people complaining about all these, oh, new, quote, new force powers and stuff. Oh, you mean like things we've been doing, things we've been doing in Coder for 15 years? Right. Like force train and force heal. And like, I mean, come on, people. It just it I mean, drives force, me crazy. Force heal was in A New Hope. Wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. Oh, when, when, <laughs> when Obi-Wan brings uh, Luke back from unconsciousness? That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That I, was the first appearance of force healing. My wife made a, a funny comment. She said, I think Ray learned how to force heal because she was able to watch that latest episode of The Mandalorian before the movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's why they, they moved were, it up a day. Yeah. Exactly. I think it actually, I think it might be why they moved it up a day. Of course it's why days. they moved it up a day. I just no, like, moved the it up, reason they for moved Ray it up knowing two it. days <laughs> so, so that... that there yeah. wouldn't be Star Wars for people to watch the weekend their big movie comes out. I, they yeah, want to compete against likely, themselves. Yeah. It's a business decision, as all things are. Yeah, it's all business. I, you know yeah. what would have been really cool is like the, the coolest new force power that I think of the entire sequel trilogy was in the first 10 minutes of The Force Awakens when Kylo Ren stops that laser blast midair. Oh, yeah. They never did oh, yeah, that, that again. Cool. <laughs> that was like the well, coolest shit ever. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say Vader kind of did that uh, by stopping with, it with his hand, because it's sort of the same. You know, he didn't suspend it in midair, but... Yeah, I guess. In Empire, yeah. when he invites them all for brunch, is what you <laughs> Which we all want to see. <laughs> so, how is everyone? <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kind, I'm glad that we didn't all have the same opinion of it. That's cool. I mean, yeah. it's clearly it's clearly a divisive movie because everybody has their own ideas of what Star Wars should be. For sure. You know? and, I, and I get that. But I, I still think I came out of this movie feeling good about it. Like I was happy. I, I almost felt like crying a little bit because I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> as terrible as that sounds, but coming out of The Last Jedi... I was depressed. Yeah. And and coming out of this one I was absolutely not depressed at all. I was happy. Yeah. It was a welcome change. I've I've learned my lesson. <laughs> if they want to bring back no a 50-year-old 50-year-old Ray and Finn and whatever in 25 years, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I don't think they're going to be doing that. <sighs> you don't think that they Probably could do not. like a Disney Plus show about Finn discovering his force sensitivities and Training to oh, become maybe, a, no, maybe they, maybe they could do that, but I don't think it'd be 25 years down the road. I think they'd probably just do it right away or within yeah. the next too old, decade. Too old to begin the training. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Harrison Ford. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say I was really impressed with Harrison Ford's acting in that scene with uh, Adam Driver. Oh, yeah, he, he crushed. They, yeah, both of them. I, I that was like think, the best uh, acted scene in the trilogy. <laughs> I didn't think he'd ever come back i thought he was like super happy to wash his hands of star wars but he yeah, probably he, did it just because of carrie's passing that's yeah, what i right. had read yeah someone suggested that 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 was originally supposed to be leia talking to him and uh yeah they guilted harrison ford into coming back for it <laughs> but when he says i know come on that's so cool that was such a great moment it was a great scene. If you, yeah, I mean, before the movie, if you're like, "Hey, Han's gonna come back and talk to Ben," I'd be like, "That's stupid." But the movie did it in such a great way; it really yeah. worked. Well, as as you have suggested before, it was the only way to redeem Kylo Ren was to have basically have forgiveness for Han. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Han. Yeah. 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 
All right. Welcome back listeners that had to disappear for a while. Uh, now we're going to Sean in the game segment. Sean, what have you got for us? Well, I've got something I'm very excited about, gentlemen. It's called the Stupid App Olympics. Okay. Okay. All right. Mike, what, right. Yeah, what yeah. are the Stupid App Olympics brought to us by? Well, they're brought to us by secret donations from a collection of Caribbean-based shell companies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So all we have to do, guys, is slip repeal HB 421 into casual conversation throughout the show. It's that simple. (laughs) I'll start now. Hey, everyone. Don't forget to call your congressperson and adamantly demand that they repeal HB 421 or you're voting for somebody else. What's in the bill, you ask? I have no idea, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm guessing whatever it is is probably good for you and for me. And just terrible for rich people. But if you like this show, repeal HB 421. If it if it works, we'll all be able to quit our jobs and do the show full time. So there you have it. Thanks, dark money. Back to you, Sean. Ah, thanks, Mike. Uh, and thanks to the fine people at Repeal HB 421. <laughs> um, so, Thank you for the, your secret donations. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So the stupid app Olympics. We were chatting the other day, as we often do. And Mike mentioned that he barely, barely uses his phone for like anything. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Basically, he almost just uses it like, like it's a phone. Mostly, yeah. Except when I'm on the toilet. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds just awful to me. So I wanted to see if I could change that. Uh, and oh God. the way, not, not to show you how the sausage is made too much, but the way that we're recording this episode, after tonight, we are not really going to be recording together another episode until uh, sometime in mid-January. Um, it's actually about three weeks, 21 days. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, about that, yeah. Yeah. So, so I wanted to create a game that would span three weeks for us to play and involves our phones. So let me explain it to you. I'm going to explain all the rules. Okay. That now, unlike our normal point system, points are going to be good in this game. All right. And the the goal is going to be to have the most points when these 21 days is up. Uh, So there are a few different rounds involved uh, that have to do with different phone functions or apps. The first of which is the poop map. Now what? you're gonna have to you're gonna have to download a few apps to play the stupid app Olympics. The first of which is the poop map. What this app does is it allows you to enter the location that you're taking a poop in. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Using using GPS coordinates. I I uh, before you continue, I don't actually have my phone with me right now. No, no, you don't need it now. Matter, no, no, Mike. this is over. Okay, playing okay, the game right now. Yeah, this begins tomorrow. All right. Okay. And and goes over the next 21 days. So I'll I'll reiterate these. I'll send you guys a message with these apps in them later, but the poop map is the first app you're going to need and you are going to receive 1 point for every poop you take in a different location. Oh so your goal God. in this first level is going to be to poop in as many different locations as you can over the next 21 days. <laughs> Good God. 
God. And when I say different location, you can't just go to the stall next to the stall sure. you were in. You can't go to like the third floor when you were in the second floor. We're talking, you know, they have to be significantly different GPS locations, a different building. Mm-hmm. Ah. All right. So you're going to receive one point for every different located poop. Now, the next app you're going to need to download is one called Hold On. And this app is very interesting. See, you download the app, and all it is is a singular button appears on your phone's screen. And when you touch that button, a timer begins. And when you release your finger from the screen, the timer stops counting. And over the next 21 days, whoever can continuously hold their finger on top of that button for the longest period of uninterrupted time <laughs> is going is going to receive 10 points. Okay. <sighs> so you're going to have to figure out how long you would be willing to hold your finger do, on that button. Sean, do these apps have like automatic ways of sharing or do we like screen capture? What, what are Great the Great question, Joe. Great question. So the poop map, we are able to share our progress between friends for okay. sure. How? Um, through well, the it's, app? It's, it's through the app. Okay. Um, it, this is also, obviously, I'm, I'm going on a bit of an honor system here because, Mike, I know that you're on Apple. We're on Android. So if we have to find a similar app that's not identical, we're going to have to make do. Yeah. All right? Well, so we're also, have to there's, there's no way to prove out. that you're pooping somewhere. I mean, what do you... I, that's true. So we have to... We have, there's some trust involved. Um, the hold on, it's a lot, you know, unless you're going to be an asshole and, like, find a screenshot online somewhere... You know, it's pretty, you have to, you know, show us exactly what your app says. Mm, and you should be yeah. able to share that somehow. Yeah, so take a screenshot. That, that's, right. So that's the second part. You've got the poop map, one point for each different located poop. The second one, hold on, is worth 10 points. Uh, the next one, you're going to want to repeal HB421. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, and, and then the next you. one is, is not actually an app. But just something that I thought would be fun right before the grand finale. Um, so this third level, it's called Photo Freeze Tag. And I kind of wanted to play around with the magical rule of threes here. Uh, what's going to happen is each of us is going to have the ability to text the word freeze to the other two members of this group exactly three times over the course of the next 21 days. So you can do that three times in one three night. Times you can do it once each every seven or days. Three times total. So three times per person. So Joe, I can message you three okay. times. Mike, I can message you three times. So you're going to receive the word freeze in a text message a total of six times gotcha. over the course of 21 days. When you receive this or, or when you see the text come through, no matter what you're doing, you need to take a selfie <laughs> and send it to the person who sent you the freeze message. Uh, so you don't need to sit by your phone 24-7, but just if you're sitting there and then you pick your phone up and you see you have a text message, if it's from Joe and it says freeze, you got to take a selfie and send it to Joe immediately. Okay. Failure, <laughs> failure to do this will result in minus three points okay. every single time you fail to do it. So if you're and in a situation And how much time where, passes before it's a failure? Well, so this is another thing where it's yeah, an good, honor system, good right? Question, so, because so, I, I don't always. I, right now, for instance, I don't have my phone. Yeah, my, with yeah, my me. and mine's always on do not disturb. So this is another thing where it's an honor system. Okay. So it's again, it's when you see the message. So 
you don't have to sit by your phone, but if you see the message and you're in the middle of something and you don't want to do it, or you're on a date night and you don't want to be rude and do it, then you just have to suck it up and know that you're going to get negative three points. So um, if you're having sex, you don't have to do it. I would take the negative three points. <laughs> if that were me. Um, Good. You guys do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I play to win. I'm, I'm definitely taking the picture right away. <laughs> Um, okay, but so the grand finale of all this. So so you have the potential, though, by the way, to get negative 18 points if you don't come through on any of those selfies. Uh, so think about that. The grand finale is worth a staggering 15 points. Okay. okay. God, 15. And that's the biggest number I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> staggering. Well, I'm sorry, but you get one point per poop. Over 21 I, I days no, in a different location. 15 is going to really swing this thing one way or another. So 15 points. You're going to have to download an app called SMTH. SMTH stands for Send Me to Heaven. And this phone app has one singular purpose. The purpose is to calculate how many meters in the air you have thrown your phone. <laughs> There are leaderboards, and your phone automatically registers how high in the air it was tossed. So over the next 21 days, we're going to see who's got the biggest balls. I have a really, <laughs> I have a really old phone. Well, then you that gives you an advantage. I so maybe don't. you toss it really high. But do you risk losing your phone forever? <laughs> well, I might just go buy a new phone and then... Well, that's one way to get 15 I, before points. Before I swap it over, I'll just, I'll just chuck it from the top of the Sears Tower. That doesn't work. It doesn't just calculate the phone going downwards. It has to be thrown Up upwards. It's the will, only way it calculates. I will run Throw it real up fast. the Sears Tower. <laughs> that's the only way it calculates is, to, is, is going upwards. Okay, well... That's the app talking. It's not me being a, a bullshit. Okay. Um, so know, yeah, I, if that's, you want to spend good. hundreds good. of dollars on getting 15 points, you're more than welcome to. Well, I do um, need a new phone. And it is Christmas time. <laughs> so. I, it would be great if, if Mike had like 20 meters of, of airtime on his phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that this isn't a standard game segment, so I wanted to put in at least a little bit of a mini game in here. So I also am offering the two of you to start this 21-day game with a five-point head start over me. Each of you can have five points over me to start the game. If you both can uh, can pass this little this little quiz that I put together. Okay. All right. And you're gonna you're gonna work in tandem on this. So so you're you both can work together. I have before me uh, the list according to Apple of the top 10 free iPhone apps that were downloaded in the year 2019. You two need to only get seven of the top 10. Never going to happen. And then, you, and then you each get five points each to, to start this 21-day game. The catch is that you only get seven guesses. So if you get even one of them wrong, then all three of us oh, start well, the game at zero so points. Wrong. Yeah, it's absolutely done. I'm sorry, but the top free iPhone apps that were downloaded this past year. You, we'll try I mean, it. We'll try it. We'll try it. These are not obscure apps. <laughs> so, I'm assuming that most of these apps are probably not iPhone exclusive. Uh, all of them. I, actually, there's not a single app on here that is iPhone exclusive. And well, there you go. 
and, and yeah, I just you know just be be sure about the ones you're guessing because if you get one wrong, game over. And you you can you can chat it out. It's uh, I'll, I'll just give me your. Are we final starting now? Guess. I'm starting now. Yeah, yeah, you start right now. Okay, well, I think we can go safely, Joe, with uh, the streaming apps, right? No, I don't think you could do all of them. I don't think those would all be top seven. No, not maybe not all of them, but the big ones: uh, Netflix and YouTube, probably for sure, right? YouTube usually comes standard on on a lot of phones, well, at least will. Android. Okay, but. Um, I'd say I'd say to cover like ages I, I'd say the social media apps are more likely like Instagram. Okay, so Instagram, uh Facebook, uh uh Snapchat. Uh Snapchat's fallen off in popularity as far as I know. I don't I don't know well if the whole that year, takes though. it out of the top ten, but do you all do you all have a first guess? Well, my first guess would probably be Netflix. I'll let Mike, can, I'll let Mike have that. I think we can safely say Netflix is on there. Netflix. Netflix is the seventh most downloaded app of okay. 2019. Wow. Congratulations! I made it. Okay. Um, Six to go. I, You're I, right. It's, it's got to be. It's got to yeah. be Instagram. Okay, Instagram. Is, are you guys guessing Instagram? Sure. Instagram is the second most downloaded app of 2019. Okay. Um, oh, Facebook, right? I mean... Um, wait, is this that, isn't is just US, is it? This is globally? No. This is global. Okay, then absolutely Facebook, because Facebook's popularity has really only dropped uh, nationally. So we're going Facebook? Yeah. Facebook was the number eight... Most downloaded. Uh, app there you of go. Okay, we lose. No, we didn't. No, you didn't. You got to get seven, seven of, of the, the top, top ten. ten. But you said we only have seven guesses, and we That's haven't right. gotten so one you've wrong. Got yet. Oh, I'm three sorry. out I thought, of three. I thought, you, I thought we had to get the top seven. I'm sorry. Yes, you're no, right. you've <laughs> got you got four four more guesses. Seven apps remain. Okay. I still think Snapchat's on there personally, but. I, I I don't, but if you're if you're sure, then I, I'll I'll back you. Do you have one you're more confident in? Um, no. Does Joe risk his friendship with then, Mike to let him pick Snapchat? Snapchat? Sean, Snapchat. Final answer. Go. <laughs> Snapchat was the number three oh, most popular damn. app of 2019. All right. Um, you guys have four. You are two away from beginning this twenty-one day game with a five-point head start. Considering the domination of uh, the social media apps, Twitter probably. Twitter for sure is on there. Twitter, Sean. Twitter is not in the top Damn ten. It. I'm so sorry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you the ones you missed. Number 10 was Amazon. Number 9 was Google Maps. Number Wait, 6 was... People, people download Google Maps? Uh, don't you have some other default map setting in an iPhone? No. <laughs> is, is it, it's, it's standard with Google Maps? Yes. 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, this was, it says it was the ninth most downloaded okay. app of 2019. Number six was Gmail. They number have, five. Okay. That came standard. Number five, five was Facebook Messenger. Mm. Number four was TikTok. Yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't, I'm not sure what that is. Fucking I know what it is, but it's, it's really just... God damn it. <laughs> number one was YouTube. I thought so. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Well, suck it. Well, you guys got four of them. I mean, that was a good effort. That that is uh, that concludes the game segment for today. But uh, we're gonna keep track of the poop maps. We're gonna download Hold On. We're gonna play some Photo Freeze Tag, and of course, the Send Me to Heaven game over the next twenty-one days. We can't end this episode because we don't. We have no points at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here or there is often there, necessary. With your wisdom And you can be jolly A little nonsense Now and then Is relished by The wisest men